Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the 414 Deli. If you can't tell, it's your boy Cisco, as always, with your boy Ryan. What up, nasally Cisco? Man. So you don't feel well, my guy. No, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's been a rough, rough couple days, man. Rough couple Big days ups back. to you for doing this. Yeah, well, you know, it's been a while. We didn't we didn't get an episode out. Um, then you know, I was in Vegas, and now I'm back. Came back, uh, brought back no extra money, but I brought back some sickness and but, a loss. Um, and yeah, and then there was a loss, which uh, puts me at. Uh, Two games in in attendance in a row, two losses in a row. So maybe I don't go to any more games this year. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the odds are stacked against you, though, and I think we saw that on Sunday, <clears throat> you know, or Monday. Yeah. You know, yeah. here's the thing, man. Let, I know we here. I, I want to start by saying this, and I'm speaking for you, so correct me if I'm wrong. We're always, always, always going to be excited after a win. So the the mental or the the mood or our energy after wins is electric and fun because we enjoy winning. Our mood isn't the same after a loss because while we do have tempered expectations for this year, we still want them to play better, right? Yeah. So it's like we do understand, and I think we come down a little bit. Our group chat is nothing like the bullshit I'm seeing on the internet. But at the same time, like we're not I'm not ecstatic to do this manager special because we played under the standards that we set personally for our team. Right. Yeah. And. I don't know, man, like this was expected, like, let's not let's pump the brakes. Has Matt coached as well as he should? No. Has Jordan played as well as he should? No. Is Aaron Jones hurt probably more than anything that's happening? Yes. Can Christian Watson learn how to, uh, uh, what is it called? Like to, when you're like, I knew that there's a word for it. When you're like locating a deep ball. Yeah. Does he need to learn how to fight for the ball? Yeah. Does our defense need to tap? Like there's so many things we can sit here and go where we need to be better. But like, this is all expected, man. Like, well, I know that, you know what I mean? Like, we when we talked about it before the season started, you know, we while, – while we do have tempered expectations, I think that they showed us that they're capable of more. Um, and I think that that's what's disappointing about it. Like, losing to the Lions, I understood, like, that was going to happen at least once this year. I think I didn't – I mean, even I, with my grand ex, uh, uh, season predictions – didn't I had them losing to the Lions at least once, but it's just looking looking at the missed opportunities. I think that that is the most frustrating part. Like it's I'm, knowing the ceiling. Yeah, but I mean, like I, again, I could I, lose it to the Lions. Okay, I they're a good team. You know what I mean? Like uh, I'm not gonna take any credit away from them. They're a good team. But the Raiders, I mean, bro, we should have won that game, bro. Like there was just. I mean, it wasn't like there was one player or the other, you know. Obviously, to 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 me, I mean, there's some things. Watson's got to score a touchdown on that, bro. You're supposed to be fucking explosive and fast. Yeah, How you look I got a question. Play? I got a question for you on that one. Do you think the NFL needs to instate a rule, kind of like the NBA, where like 
the tech. So I watched that replay a few times. If he doesn't hoist collar him, there's no way he gets him. Yeah. He like, yeah, because I, he couldn't. I knew this go, was coming because I saw yeah. this too on, online. I, I saw it on. I think it's an interesting the, debate. Yeah. I don't know where I fall on it. And that's kind of why I asked you, like, do they reinstate the, like, do they come back? Do they go under review and then go, you know, off of, after official review, this call is a touchdown based on an illegal tackle. Yeah, I think um, that you – I think it's so hard to, like, implement something like that. The only thing that I could think of um, – because, I mean, what, they added the yards afterwards, right? Yeah, but at was, that point, it was two yards. Yeah, and then we couldn't – you know, like – Again, know. it's poor execution on our end, right? Yeah, now, we I want to score a touchdown on that. I want to say something about this, though, because last year we were one of the bottom teams in the NFL in red zone execution. Yeah. Right? We yep. we talked about with that Aaron at we with not. Aaron Rodgers. We were one of the worst red zone touchdown red zone teams in efficiency. You did you know that drive that we didn't score was the first time this year we haven't scored on a goal to goal situation. We were yeah, eight I for think, eight. I think Matt had brought something uh, up like that um, in either the group chat or on on whatever episode he was on. Um, so he had while that. yeah, I, yeah. But I, I do I mean, that, oh, in, go ahead in that moment I wasn't thinking that. So I, I, but I do agree. We have to punch that in against a defense that is lackluster. We do have to also look that we are eight for nine in goal to goal situations this year, which is oh yeah, but absolutely you know I mean? fantastic. It, but, but it's it, the times that you, it's the grand scheme of the big picture of the whole game because you look at the game. It was seventeen to fourteen, right? We lost. It was not seventeen thirteen. Seventeen thirteen. That you know what I mean. That becomes. 1717 at the time it was 10 it was 10 to 10 or something because i don't think we went up so it must have been 1710 um because we had been just so flat you know and, yeah and i mean there something was, to... there, there was it was to me there's a there's a there's a couple things the three interceptions obviously um is is and, and even if you take away the last one, because he's trying to make a play, he's trying to, it's desperation time. That first one, he threw right to the fucking guy. So the first one is inexcusable. I'm not going to sit here and make excuses for Jordan Love. There's the no. one, he threw a triple coverage. It was double, but it was a okay. window. And he was, so the last two, I actually have a problem with in the terms of what I talked about. Or I don't know if I talked about it. I think we have an identity crisis at the wide receiver. And I say that because I think we have talented individuals that don't play up to their capabilities. And yeah. I get it. Here's, I want to say something before I shit on him because Christian Watson's played 16 games in the NFL. Yeah. He hasn't played a full season yet. I'm talking he hasn't played 17 games. He hasn't played a full season worth of NFL tape yet or games yet. We drafted him out of North Dakota State. We didn't draft somebody knowing or thinking he was going to become a number one in year one, especially not – well, in year two, especially not in year one, and that's what we asked of him last year. Because Alan Lazard's not a one. Let's not fucking sit here and talk about it. Like Christian Watson has the talent to be a number one. He has a lot of flaws and it's going to take time for those to develop. 
what bothers me though is the distinct difference between him and Romeo Dobbs when the ball's in the air, right? And I want to yeah. use those two interceptions, and I, I want to start. I want to say this before I get into my thoughts. I am not exonerating Jordan Love for the poor throws. The touchdown, the one in the end zone was underthrown by at least five yards. Yeah. The one that you were just talking about was thrown into coverage, but it, it, I don't know if it had enough zip on it. Like it, it wasn't going to penetrate what he was trying. It was a tight window. It's a tight window. And you, I do, but you have to throw the best ball. Or you got to put it down, right? Have the receiver yeah. come down so that it can't get tipped up like it did. So, Cause, yeah, because you look at a guy like Brock Purdy, man, he's fucking been amazing in tight windows. He's like one of the best quarterback ratings with tight window throws in the last like two seasons. You know what I mean? Like, you have to be better. You have to do. You have to make better decisions, or or make. You know what I mean? You have to make. In those, unfortunately, in those situations, you got to make the perfect throw. I know that's asking a lot, but I don't yeah, even know. So. I'll be devil's advocate on that. I don't know if you need to make the perfect throw. You need to make the smart or the safe throw. You need to make the throw that's going to result in an incompletion or a completion. And those are the only two options. Yeah. And that's what I think Brock Purdy does really well. He's very good in those tight windows, but he puts them in locations that either his receiver is going to catch the ball or no one's going to catch the ball. Right. Yeah. They're, they're low and away or they're, uh, you know what I mean? Or it's between yeah, the, yeah. the receiver and the sideline. There's no chance that the defender can get there. Do they all result in completions? No. Do they result in interceptions? Rare. Extremely rare, right? Yeah. Which he's very good at. I, I don't consider Brock Purdy a game manager. I know he gets a lot of shit. I think he's talented enough to, to not be called a game manager. The thing and he does, yeah, he's just a. It's just the system that he's in. The thing he makes doesn't it do, seem like he's yes. a game manager because, you know, what I mean, they're relying on the rush more anyway, right? You got Christian McCaffrey, you're running the ball a lot, but Brock Purdy, I would say, is equally responsible for the opportunities that they have in the run game because of the fact that he can make the plays that he's made. I mean, you know what I mean? They. They obviously got luck. I mean, the last pick of the fucking draft, and you know, what I mean, he's he's been. If he is not good for the rest of his life, they would have still exceeded uh, the expectation with that pick. You know what I mean? But and but to get to like for, I brought that up just because I'm saying like with Jordan Love, like you gotta make you gotta make a better decision in in, in that time. You know, and I. Bright spot, A.J. Dillon actually ran pretty well, right? Um, Real quick, Cisco, let me just finish. No, no, because I I, I like that you brought up Brock Brock Purdy because you brought up an example of what I was getting at is that you need need to put the ball in a position that only your receiver can get it or nobody. I'd rather see an incompletion than an interception 99 times out of 100. The one time I don't care and throw it up for grabs is where I'm talking about that last play. And I even say for this one – run the ball but before I get into that here's what I don't like about Christian Watson three at minimum three of his intercept seven interceptions or six maybe seven three of his six nope six interceptions this year are to Christian Watson I'm not blaming Christian Watson please nobody listening think I'm doing that but go back and watch film on Christian Watson finishing routes it is not good 
he is very lackluster coming out of breaks. If he doesn't know he's the number one, if you go back to watch that, Marcus Peters owns him on that route. He cuts inside, doesn't really cut inside to break off of the corner, and then slows up and Marcus Peter comes over him and tips it up, right? Yeah. If Christian Watson finishes that route, it ends in an incompletion worst-case scenario because it just gets knocked out of his hands down, not up, Yeah. you know? And I hate to shit on Christian Watson for a poor throw from Jordan Love because I am acknowledging that it's a poor throw, but you got to help your young quarterback out. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. when, yeah, I was when he's going to say that you, 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 you got to help. And, and again, with to, to kind of go back to the tempered expectations, like we understand that we have probably the youngest receiving core in the NFL. Right. So these are going to be issues that you face. Cause you know, we look at a guy like Devonte, right. Devonte was, pretty bad in this first couple seasons you know it took him some time to first three years what he is now he was one of the worst wide receivers in the entire NFL yeah. so we have five Devontae Adams right now you know what I mean like in terms of guys that are learning the position or or, or not the position because they play the position but um they're learning how to play the, the position NFL. in the NFL yeah you know and and you know going through the learning curves and all that so we do we do have a lot of that. So then this is going to be my point of bringing this up is maybe we do need a fucking veteran receiver. Maybe all those fucking uh, posts of sign um, J- the Jarvis Landry. Maybe there's some there's some truth to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's... Oh, I, yeah I don't disagree. Um, I'd love to see it because I do think they need a veteran presence to kind of relax the room or teach them how to get out of breaks or teach them how to take care of their quarterback when the quarterback I mean, at, at, at the very least to teach them something we're not saying that i'm not saying that jarvis Landry is going to come and turn our season around because it's, he's but he could help it's what you do to the room faster yeah it the problem here's my only problem with it is it then takes away a malik heath or yeah but that, those guys are showing that they clearly need more time anyway yeah, no, but then he, you might lose them look forever. Anything like he did in the preseason, so maybe it would benefit him to be the, you know what I mean, behind. You know who needs the ball more? Guys. I'm starting it now. Dante needs the fucking ball more. I don't care. Every time so, he gets the ball. Can I ask you this then? Since yeah. we're, we both said that at the same time, we're both on the same page. How does can Matt we see LaFleur it? And the coaches can't. Yeah, like does he? <laughs> does he need? Uh, obviously, then he needs to change up some shit because so. Yeah, I think our biggest issue through five weeks going into the bye is we have a coach. They asked him this Monday, and when they asked the question, in my head I go, am I in the room with him? Because I literally, from the day the game ended to the day, from the time the game ended to the time I watched the Monday's or Tuesday's presser, which was Tuesday night, I kept going, who are we? Right? Yeah. Who are we offensively? Because I don't give a fuck who we are defensively. Um, the defense isn't the reason with the two and three right now. I don't – you yeah, can argue – anybody can been. argue with me all they want. You give I up mean, 17 points in the NFL, you should win that game. Yeah, and, and the, to me the biggest blemish on defense in, that, in, in Monday night's game was why was Preston Smith covering Devontae Adams? But that's one play. So, yeah, and I kind of do want to talk about that for a second, but I want to talk about it from a holistic 
perspective, not just that individual matchup. But before I jump, we do jump into that because I do think there's something there. But I kind of got to give Joe Barry a little bit of, um, I guess, breathing room. Is Cisco? What are we? Like Aaron Jones is out, right? Yeah. Christian Watson is back after missing the first three games. Uh, how does Romeo Dobbs have one catch for four yards? How does Dontavian Wicks have one catch for 13 yards or whatever? How does Luke Musgrave not tear the absolute fuck out of the middle of that field? Um, I, I'm, I'm asking, I, I, hoping I, I, you can I don't know, give I me think, something. I think, I think this, this time you have to put some um, – obviously, Matt LaFleur, you got to give some on, uh, of that on him. Um, maybe – Maybe we we need a, a different offensive coordinator, um, but part of it, I think you gotta you have to throw it on Jordan Love, man. Like I, I do think you gotta put Jordan Love has not played. He's been very inconsistent. I'm gonna put it that way. He yeah. shows flashes yeah. where he can be the guy, right? Top five quarterback in the NFL. Come back against the Saints, top five quarterback in the NFL. That is that's picture perfect, right? Yeah. That throw to Jaden Reed, not not half the league can't make that throw. And where was he at Monday? Uh, I again, I didn't, I didn't think, hear his. I didn't. So see while him. I do agree, you got to put a lot of it on Jordan Love. I think it, more of it comes on Matt Lafleur. And remember last year when we were going through all the injuries and Rodgers was a little banged up and the O line was banged up, and he made a comment that was very inflammatory on a post game presser. Do you remember that? No, remind he me. caught a lot of flack and he said, we need to simplify the offense, right? We need, I get it. I'm in my 15th, 16th, 17th, whatever season I can handle this, but those guys can't. And people, he didn't say those words, but that's what he was saying, right? We're having a yeah. lot of false starts. Luke Musgrave on the, you were at the game. So you didn't actually, you might not have seen this. The, the, the first third and three. Luke Musgrave ran the completely incorrect route. The wide, middle of the field was wide open, and Luke Musgrave ran out. The wide receiver ran it out. They were literally on top of each other. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Matt LaFleur pulled I him didn't... aside and talked to him after the play, and they had it on ESPN. But that was the moment in this season so far that I said, Matt, what are you doing? If you have multiple times where you have a rookie wide receiver and a rookie tight end, Running the incorrect routes. I don't give a fuck who it was. If it was a tight end, cool. If it was the wide receiver, cool. If it was the running back, cool. Don't care. You're putting your guys in bad positions. Simplify the offense. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know why? But, but, so I. Well, you're, you're putting. You're you're putting. You're putting a lot of. How do how do you say it? The margin for error, right? When you have two rookies on one side of the field and on a play call that is, is in a, it's a must have it's a third down where you need to get it. It's a you must have. Even, you're at you're, the middle of the and, field and you have your, your quarterback who's his first year starting again, temper expectations. But when you have opportunities and we're missing them and I have to come back and look and say, okay, um, you know, what, what, what can we do here to make this easier? Because, it's not like the it's not like the Raiders came out and blew us out, man. No, we're one score away from winning that game. And 
Cisco, let me give you some backstory on that play to where it might change kind of your mentality to less on the execution and way more under the coaches and why I feel very strongly. And actually, remind me real quick after this, I want to talk about the offensive coordinator because uh, you brought it up earlier. Okay. But um, I think it's a super important thing that nobody's talked about yet. But so the backstory behind that play, which I thought was real interesting, and I was pretty annoyed during the game. I was annoyed when I found out Luke Musgrave ran the wrong route. And my whole persona or my whole feeling for that play changed as soon as I heard the explanation from Matt LaFleur. Here was the explanation. And again, I'm summarizing. The initial play was a one by three. And to explain that to the listeners listening is you have one wide receiver on, if you're looking at it from the, from the TV, on the left side of Jordan Love. So on the top of the screen, you have one wide receiver. And on the bottom, you have three. We noticed something in their defense. So we shifted to a two by two. In that shift, Luke Musgrave was given a route as he passed Jordan Love. So now the route for Luke Musgrave, a rookie in his fifth NFL game, completely changes along with his alignment. In the middle of the play. Yeah. On top of that, Luke Musgrave normally goes to the outside when he shifts from a one to three to a two to two. This time, the receiver stopped him to the inside. So... My understanding of it is Luke Musgrave knew the route that the wide receiver was running. He knew the route that the outside receiver was supposed to run. He was stopped to be the inside receiver, and that's the route he ran. So looking back on it, Luke Musgrave did the right thing per the alignment for the play. But he was supposed to do what Jordan Love told him to. That takes time. That yeah. takes chemistry, that takes understanding of the game, that takes understanding of the situation. And you put this on a guy with five games of NFL experience. And I'm not even going to give him five. I'm going to give him four and one quarter because he missed three quarters last week Yeah, yeah. due to a concussion. So yeah. telling you that, are we not putting way too much on our guys? Yeah. And I think, I think when you say that, that to me also – you look at what I brought up about the receiver, you think about the tight end position. Maybe we should have kept Mercedes Lewis. You know what I mean? Maybe we should have. We talked I, about that. You know, I think that there's just, it's, it's obviously, again, tempered expectations. We know we have a young, young offense, right? Very young offense. There's going to be a lot of learning curves, but as a coach and as an organization, you have to do your due diligence to put these people in the best possible situation, whether it's to be able to start and play right away or to sit back and learn. And that's why you sign veterans. That's why you have veterans on a team. And looking at our defense and the injuries that we're dealing with on defense, the defense has kind of been a highlight of the season right now. You know, I really don't have much to say about the defense other than, um, you know, that one particular play, um, I thought so, we did a good job. We got an interception. We so got here's, three sacks here, here's my I, understanding of that play. And this is, again, going off of the post-game discussion slash interviews and things like that. 
at the time, Quay Walker had been taken out for a leg injury. We know um, oh, Devondre Campbell. Devondre Campbell was out for the game with a knee injury, correct? Yes. yes. So you have McDuffie and Eric Wilson. The normal green dot, for those people listening that aren't familiar with that term, the green dot for the defense is the guy who gets the play call in from Joe Barry and then relays it to the rest of the defense. The normal green dot is Quay Walker. On that drive or on the drive, well, no, way earlier, because that was at the end, towards the end of the game. So earlier in the game, Quay Walker goes out. The green dot shifts to, I believe, Isaiah McDuffie. Okay. So now you're relying on a backup linebacker to be the quarterback of your defense. Personally, I would have preferred it went to Darnell Savage or Rasul Douglas or somebody with a little more experience, right? Yeah. But again, it normally goes to the middle linebacker. That's fine. When they lined up on that play, it is supposed to be quarters defense with Preston Smith covering the flat. When they brought Devontae Adams by himself, that side of the field changes from quarters to like thirds or something, right? And okay. in the in the realignment, Preston Smith is supposed to come back up to the line of defense. So he's supposed to come back to rush the quarterback. The problem is the inexperience at the middle linebacker position never recognized that the alignment shift from the off or the shift of alignment in the offense required a shift of alignment in the defense. Preston Smith was put on an island that he should have never been put on. That yeah. cornerback was supposed to slide down and Preston Smith was supposed to slide back inside. I don't blame the call there. The call was right if you have two wide receivers over there because Preston Smith never follows Devontae inside. He goes to the flat. Yeah. The problem is whoever the middle linebacker was in the green dot never checked out of quarters defense. They played quarters defense against a single wide receiver, which makes yeah. literally zero sense. And and again, I like I, you know, I preface uh, it was one play. I really it is one run. play, but it shows it exacerbates the issues we have as Packer fans with the defense as a whole. Like, why are you ever putting Preston Smith out there to cover people to begin with? Yeah. Like, if that's your intent, swap him out with a middle, a dime li- uh, cornerback. You yeah. don't put Carrington Valentine in there. Yeah. And again, like, I wasn't overly concerned. We gave up 17 points. Uh, and, and that is, again, I'm going to, we have to remember, we gave up three turnovers. I was going to say one was inside the 10. You know what I mean? So all things considered, I, our defense was good. I thought we played really well. Obviously, tempered expectations, but the offense needs to play better, and that is going to fall on Jordan Love as the quarterback because that's how that works, and it's going to fall on Matt LaFleur. I agree. And, and I want to second. Again, the, 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 defense, the defense did. We got an interception. We got three sacks, I believe, and I was paying attention because I took the over on the sacks, and uh, I think it was six. Uh, I lost that bet. Uh, also lost the bet straight up taking the Packers. Um, <laughs> so, and but you know, I want to. I do want to comment uh, on the experience because obviously I was there, so I feel like 
it would be kind of dumb not to talk about that. The 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 Packers didn't show up in, in terms of a team, but the fans did. The fans showed bro, up. Bro, you guys were loud, bro. The bro, TV, you guys were loud. Green and gold everywhere, bro. All fucking weekend. I got there on Sunday. Packer fans everywhere. My whole flight, Packer fans. I flew out of Chicago. Packer fans, bro. Lit. Drunk already, bro. I got there at 9 a.m. Vegas time. People were already <laughs> lit on the plane, dude. Like, Packer fans were there. When we walked up to the stadium, um, amazing stadium, by the way. Fucking, I mean, amazing, dude. Such a cool place. Um, the layout is awesome. Um, obviously, you know, it's a newer place. Um, the halftime show, bro, they had Warren G, Too Short, and DJ Quick. Like, we were fucking jamming. Oh, you were loving that bro. shit. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, dude, it was such a cool experience, bro. Like, um, it was so let me ask you quick. Super, super you were, cool place. You were at the last two Packer games. Yeah. Uh, people around social media are saying Lions fans took over Lambeau Field. Were there more Packer fans in Legion Stadium, or were there more Lions fans at Lambeau Field? I think there were more Packer fans at at Allegiant Stadium. Because, I'm bro, I'm telling you, there was so many. It felt like a home game Packers, when the Packer players ran out on the field. You know, usually the home team boos. Bro, it it was a cheer. Like it 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 we were loud, and I mean, it maybe not it didn't seem um, as loud because of the fact that uh we were losing, you know what I mean, at the end or whatever, but bro, there was so No, many that that Packers last fans. drive was loud. That last drive was loud, like real loud. So many Packers. It was um and that's why I I was I had that feeling like love was going to make it happen, you know. Um, bro, I thought so too and I mean, again, like the Packer fans were there, man. We, I think it's one of those seasons that we just need to understand that we're going to have a lot of going pains. We've now lost two games that we really should have won. We should be four and one. We're two and three. It's not the end of the world. We did we have Super Bowl aspirations? I really don't think so, right? Like, I mean, no, if we're no. going to be realistic, we didn't have Super Bowl aspirations. I think the biggest concerning factor with Jordan Love, and you brought him up a few times today, and I don't knock you for that, is that he's not progressing game by game. He's showing flashes and then regressing and then showing flashes and then regressing. And I think that's a little bit alarming. Um, I think he's kind of resorting back to his old mechanics before Tom Clements of his feet, not his footwork not really being there, his decision-making when things get tough. But then you can also go back to the – Saints game and say, okay, well, he didn't show that at all, right? Like, he yeah. was poised. He, his footwork was good. It's I mean, inconsistency. We, we, but we know that, like, Rodgers was the same way. Favre was the same way. I mean, shit, Favre was kind of that way for his whole career, you could argue. you know. I, mean? I got a really cool stat for you. Go ahead. You know Rodgers – you know what Favre's first – Favre's record after five games as a starter for the Green Bay Packers was? Favre's after how many? Favre's after, record Favre's after record his first at, five like starts as the quarterback. What was it? Two and three. It was two and three. Do you know what Rogers' record two after and the, three? You know what Love's record after two and three? Play? It's pretty crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, dude, that is. It's um, I saw that actually after the game. One of the guys I I, I went with um, 
he had sent that to our group chat. Um, and, you know, he was like, you know, he's like just – but, you know, I, when you travel, you want to win, bro. Like, I know. I mean, and we, especially you're there. The reason you were there, your bachelor party, and, like, you just want to have, like, a good – a ticket. You want to have a good all night. The, all the fucking walking I had to do in the 90-something degrees, it, that was the hilarious thing, bro. I wore a jersey – which I've never, ever worn a jersey to a game. I've never even owned a jersey until you bought me one for my birthday last year. I had to buy a, diff, uh, a different jersey because that one's a little snug still. But I bought a Charles Woodson jersey. And I'm like, all right, cool. Not Monday night game, it should be cool enough you know, to wear a jersey. My dumbass was forgetting the time difference. Fucking game's at like 5 o'clock, you know what I mean? It was 93 degrees, bro. We're walking... <laughs> This long ass fucking bridge that you had to walk from Mandalay Bay to the stadium. And like, that's like the only way to get over there, I think. And you're walking, and it's like a, it reminded me of like some kind of like apocalypse movie. Like, you're fucking, everybody's migrating out of the city because the zombies are coming or some <laughs> shit like that. Like, bro, it was just such a long walk. They had like four different water stations. That's how long it was, bro. They had four different water stations on the journey. Walking over this bridge, it was my so who had the ring the hot, bro. You were taking was... the ring to Mordor, looking at us, bro. It was so fucking hot, man. And so all that, like going through all that. Granted, we had a great time. Uh, you know, you you want to get the win, but uh, and Raiders fans are kind of they're 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 kind of shitty because they were like gloating. I'm like, bro, your team sucks. Like, yeah, that's the worst. Like me, he was like, oh, you're gonna convert? I said, why would I convert to a shittier team? Like, <laughs> and he laughed. Uh, also, we did see Tucker Craft's family uh, on our way out in uh, in one of the casinos. They were all together. And I'm assuming it was his family because there was like six people and they all had Craft jerseys. So I don't know if anybody loves Tucker Craft that much. He didn't have a very good game. He had a few mistakes, but he's also yeah. young. Like, you've just got to understand that these mistakes are going to happen. A lot of these yeah. mistakes I put on the coaching staff. Like, you got to prepare your team knowing that what you the hand you've been dealt and you got to change things. You don't have a 17-year uh, veteran under center. You don't have your, you know, 10-year-old pro at left tackle. You don't, you know? So it's like yeah. you have to – you can't let one guy wreck your entire offensive scheme, and that's what they did with Max Crosby. Don't get, don't get me wrong. Hell of a player. Hell of a story. I have a ton of respect for that man because of what he's fought through with the addiction and things like that. Go have your time of your life, bro, but just don't do it against us. Like, I'm okay <laughs> for you to have a great game against someone else. Like, go fuck the Broncos up or something. Like, yeah. But, again, like, you can't let that happen. And as a coaching staff, that's you. Like, you have to put your players in the best position to succeed. I know the players have to go out there and execute. Matt LaFleur didn't drop two passes on the last drive. Our receivers did. I get it. Yeah. But, like, it is what it is. So, I know we want to keep these managers special short, so we're gonna we gotta table the offensive coordinator. Dis- let's table the offensive coordinator discussion for another yeah. time. But we I do want to talk. We can do it during the bye week because we don't play this coming. Yeah, week, we we could do a ma- a post a bye week manager special where we talk about things you know that's just on our mind about yeah. the Packers. Yeah, but I I, I, w- I want to make sure what we talk about is. Is an offensive line coach the right decision for an offensive coordinator, right? Um, I don't want to get into it today, but that's what's to come. Okay. And that will give you and I both a little time to do a little research on that specific question. But, like, 
is that, you know, normally they're not offensive line coaches. Yeah. I'll just say that like, and traditionally they haven't really worked out. Look at the Patriots. Um, but to wrap this up, um, I'm going to change it up a little bit. Not one word this week. Now that we're five games in the season, we've seen a lot of areas where I think we have flaws, right? Yeah. I want to do, this is going to be a two part thing. I might steal yours. So you're going to have to uh, adapt. We're going to go real quick back and forth. I'm going to say a position. You're going to say a position. They can't be the same position until one of us just can't answer the biggest position of weakness. Okay. Okay. There's a reason behind this. So first I'll start it off. Safety is our biggest position of weakness. Okay. Um, I'm going to say middle linebacker. Offensive line. Receiver. Running back. Quarterback. Mm. All right, I feel comfortable. You got any more that I you think I missed? No, because I feel like I've been pretty happy with the outside linebacker and the defensive line. But I guess, no, I mean, with the rush, no. So maybe you got to throw defensive line in there. All right, I can, I'll co-sign that. Defensive line, I'll, throw, I'll, I'll agree to that. Rashawn Gary needs to get paid. Well, Sean Gary needs to get paid for sure. That is, I mean, I'll fucking start a goddamn GoFundMe if I have to. But What's the second part. Here's the question now, like the the reason I said that, knowing we are two and three, knowing we have low expectations, of ch- our actual realistic chances of competing for a Super Bowl, pretty damn low. What do you want us to finish? What do you want a record to finish? Like, what do you? Let take the fan, like the true Packer fan, somewhat out of it, and that th- like you want to enjoy twenty twenty three season, but look at for the future, right? I we just finish, name. I want to finish over five hundred. You do. Yeah, because if we don't, then I feel like there's a lot of concern with the progress of this team. Because then maybe, maybe we're not as far or as close as we think we are. And with the financial situation, are you going to pay love if? If we're finishing under 500. Okay. What if I'm going to, I will answer the question, but I want to throw you a wrinkle. What if love shows progression plays well through the rest of the season shows that he's the guy, but we still don't finish over 500. Say the defense. I don't think that's possible. You don't Nope. Okay. If he plays the way he did in those first two games, there's no way we, we finish under 500. Not with their strength of schedule. We don't have that tough of a schedule. We have some tough opponents later on, but there are a lot of guys, uh, teams that we should be able to beat. You have thrown a fucking curveball at me because I was not thinking in that way at all. Obviously, you know probably what I was thinking, right? Higher draft pick. Yeah, let's yeah. Build yeah. assets. Let's build this. But I wasn't thinking at. Oh, man, so now. Yeah, I'd like to finish five and 12, six and 11. I want a top 10 pick, but that now worries me because of what you just said. Um, it, does, does the front office 
overreact. And we just named at minimum two positions, I'd say three, that we need a first rounder at. We have one first round pick, right? I think we need a safety. I think we need an offensive lineman. And I think we need a def- uh, middle linebacker, possibly, depending on Devendra Campbell's health and if we decide to keep him long term with the cap hit he's going to be, right? Yeah. So we finish nine and eight. That's the worst over 500 we can do. We're looking at, fuck, 20th, 18th, right? Yeah. Which is another, in my opinion, developmental guy like Lucas Van Ness. So does that help us in 2024? I don't think so. So I'm thinking of it from like a long-term perspective that, you know, maybe they continue to have the faith and love. We just know we don't have the pieces around them and we go out and get a safety or an offensive lineman in the first round to really provide something for the future of the organization. But, and now I'm like questioning my thoughts because if we go four and 13, that means love had an abysmal year. And that's and bad, <laughs> I think. You know what I mean? But don't you think no matter what we have si- – be- because of the contract we signed him to, we have given ourselves – like we we forced a second year of at least what do we have. Yeah, but you still want to – I mean, to me, if you go below 500 this season, then next year you get one more year. Okay, you go above 500 but don't make the playoffs. Is that progress? Is that still the guy? Yeah, yeah. I, I would I, rather see, hey, he's shown us enough this year. Will we finish above 500? Maybe we don't make the playoffs. You know, we got some stumbles. Obviously, we've already seen that. But then next year, the expectation is, okay, well, he can do it. He just got to be a little more consistent and get better. Whereas if he doesn't do well now and then next year he does okay, then you're in the position, then you're kind of fucked. So I would rather, as much as I want a great draft pick, you know, I would rather um, I would rather show a little bit more this year so that I think it's I almost like a confidence thing that yeah that next year then the expectation is hey this this should be a lot better so I I do I agree with you I might meet you in the middle and say eight nine or seven and ten yeah that's close I could give you know what I mean that's close but anything under like five you said five and twelve I don't know man that's concerning to me. Yeah, I'm rethinking my initial thought. I think I agree with you, definitely. Now, as we wrap this up, I do want to throw one last thing out there that I just thought about as you were saying about the future of the organization. Well, I think this is super important to note, and I read about this yesterday, and I didn't really realize that we were almost – this is going to be the next three years. You know, the people out there calling for Matt LaFleur to get fired or Gutenkunst or whoever – it's not realistic. We just signed Goody and Matt LaFleur both to the same length extensions. Yeah. yeah. And you know when that extension ends? When Mark Murphy's going to be replaced. Okay. So the three of those guys are locked until 2026. I don't think any changes happen because they are all in this together. Mark Murphy yep. has to be replaced in 2025 for the 2026 season. What does that yeah. mean? He signed those guys with the intent, hey, we're riding this out together. 
So yeah. it's going to be interesting. The decisions that are made are going to still be made with the intent to possibly be competitive in 2025 as opposed to 2024. Which none of us want to see or hear that, right? But yeah. I think you – I don't know. I think it's something interesting to think about. But all in all, Monday was a very disappointing showing. Um, I think we have a lot to work on as an organization, as a team. Execution got to be better. You know, I think a big thing, too, is just going to need to stop going to games. Yeah, I'm um, done. I'm done. <laughs> For the foreseeable future. Motherfucker, I'm going to fly up to Green Bay and lock your ass in a closet if I hear you got tickets. No, man. I'm going to chill for the for the season. I don't. I guess I, I don't know. Free tickets. But we'll see. Fuck that. They ain't no good anyways. Just go. <laughs> go enjoy Lambo, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Maybe if you that... go cheer for the other team. No, bro. I can't do that. Well, maybe you go cheer for the other team. The other team sucks because obviously who you're cheering for right now sucks. I don't think it's going to work like that. Yeah. I don't have that kind of luck. I'm superstitious, bro. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Maybe the next game I'll try that out. Don't do that. I'll never fucking forgive you. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to get pictures of it and hold that against you for the rest of your life. No, man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it, bro. I wouldn't do yeah. it. Your kids running around, they'll be like, look at you. Packers stay strong, man. They travel well, too. That's a great thing, man. It's awesome being a Packer fan. Your kids running around, I'll be showing them pictures. Look at your daddy. How fucking miserable is this guy in a fucking Buccaneers jersey? What a loser. Let's go go boo him. Boo, daddy. (laughs) Nah, but, I mean, I do think this was a pretty, I don't know, uh, pessimistic, you know, manager special because I don't think there was a ton to take away that I was super like, I didn't like. Um, I do want to give a shout out to the preseason goat. And I don't mean greatest of all time. I mean, we fucking buried this guy and it's my boy, Anders Carlson. Yo, that man is, Hey, he's the, he's good, bro. He's he's the shining light in green Bay right now. Yeah, he's, he is. He's uh. He played better than his brother. His brother played a lot better than chance, his brother. Very odd. <laughs> Never doesn't really happen. And you gave a you gave a good shout out earlier because I do think we've shit on AJ Dillon enough this year that we need to recognize that he ran really hard and really well on Monday well, night. I uh, I was very appreciative of of his play because before we left the hotel to go to the game, I saw Aaron Jones listed out, and I have him in my fantasy. And I had to go and pick up A.J. Dillon and put him in or else uh, I would have lost. And I had Musgrave and Dillon playing. I was down 15 points, and I, I won by three points. So shout out to those guys. Shout out to A.J. Dillon with the dough. You got a dub somewhere. Appreciated it. <laughs> but. All right, bro. Well, hey, I hope you feel better. Glad you had a good time. So you brought us back a loss. It's all good, man. I had a good and, uh, time, and uh, we, we got another week you know, bye week and hopefully we come out looking better against Denver. Yeah, definitely. And we're going to have an actual, you know, episode for you guys here soon. Last week just got a little hectic and uh, we ended up not being able to do one. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening. Shout out to them listeners. And uh, hey, man, enjoy your Wednesday. Today is Thursday. 
Oh my god, that's how fucked my week's been. Yeah, bro. I think you need to say peace. 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 Bye.